Welcome back, everybody, for another fun issue of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. And I would say the person that is going to be here today with me, this young lady, she pretty much saw like Rolex Whiskey at like, I don't know, 500 followers back, back in the day. So I'm super excited to talk to the lovely Jenna Eli. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been quite some time since we've connected. What a journey. Yeah, it's so crazy to even think like, I don't know, I pinch myself that I'm still here in whiskey, to be quite honest. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, I, 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 I feel with you. Like I get, I get do some of these things. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Instagram. I can't okay. believe I'm like, these I things know. are still cool and relevant and exciting. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm, you know, I still go into it all with a lot of excitement because I feel like it's a, it's a rabbit hole. It's like a never ending rabbit hole. Absolutely. You can go down in the world of whiskey. So, Jenna, what got you, like, what was your, what's your first memory of whiskey? Oh, um, good question. <laughs> uh, so, like, the first <laughs> real memory where I had, like, like, real kind of, like, visceral reaction to it was actually right before Whiskey A Go Girl started. So, I was at my sister-in-law's wedding in the south of France. It was, like, the most beautiful, picturesque, incredible, just, experience. And after the wedding, one of the, a friend of my brother-in-law came from Scotland and he brought a bottle of Laphroaig for everyone to, you know, drink and smoke cigars, like after the wedding. And like everyone kind of had this like smug look on their face and like they were enjoying it. And I was like, cool, I'm going to try that. And I tried it and I was like, why would anyone in their right mind want to drink this? <laughs> Like, what even is this? <laughs> you know, like I never had a PB whiskey ever in my life. And then, you know, kind of fast forward, you know, uh, gosh, not even a year, just like a couple of months. And my husband was drinking Macallan 18 one night. And I was like, all right, give me some of that because he just looked to be enjoying it so much. And I tasted that whiskey and it completely changed my life. Like quite literally that moment, that sip of whiskey changed our lives it's so crazy <laughs> oh it's it's yeah the journey is nuts before i ask another question just take a minute and um please your instagram handles and stuff like that get a oh, little yeah you know who you who you are for a second sure. i jumped i got excited to have you on okay. here sorry everybody jenna i'd love you to introduce yourself to the audience please yeah so my name is jenna eli and you can find me over at whiskey a go girl on instagram i'm also the national ambassador for the scotch malt whiskey society of america and yeah, I do all kinds of things in the world of whiskey through Whiskey A Go Girl. I'm lucky to have autonomy to work with brands all over the world um, on whiskeys that I really love. And through the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, I'm lucky to be able to, you know, explore the world of whiskey, not just single malts through cash drink, single cask whiskeys, which is really exciting. That's that's where you can find me over at Whiskey A Go Girl. Or if you have any questions about the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society, you can reach me there or over at SMWS America. Love it. So before the South of France and the <laughs> Lafroy experience, <Yes. laughs> had you ever like, like had a whiskey before? I've had like a Jack and Coke before. And that was probably well, what was your what would you what was your beverage of choice if you were in a social environment prior to that experience? So honestly, I didn't drink much. I would have like, I really love like a cold 
honestly, like a cold PBR is one of my favorite things ever. I just think it's like one of the most refreshing, delicious beverages. I liked beer before I got into whiskey, but it was like very random and rare that I would really drink one. Like I'd have, you know, if I was out with my husband or we were out with friends, things like that, or, you know, for Christmas or the holidays, I'd have like a glass of two buck chuck. And that was me kind of getting wild. And so I, I wasn't a big, a big drinker. I wasn't really into that. Not that I am now, just wasn't really into the the world of. Well, I think, I think that's another funny misnomer about out of the world is people assume we're like, Oh my God, I drink every day. And it's like the best yeah. thing ever. You're like, no, I, I mean, if, yeah. if I'm drinking, it's, it's a moment that I want to like dig deep into the whiskey. You yeah. know, like I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to numb the pain for the day and knock back no. a bottle. No. <laughs> so. it's like, I find that when I'm really stressed out, I don't even want to look at whiskey. I don't want to talk about it. Like I just want a big glass, of, like a big hot cup of tea. Like that for me is like when I'm stressed, I'm like, I need tea. <laughs> so um, we'll go, let's go back down the, down the journey. So now, so you got Lafroy yuck ish to like, what would people drink that? McAllen then, I thought tea. it was yuck. I don't think no, it's no, then. no, 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 no. I'm on the same page as you. I'm, I mean, I, for years was like, no Pete, no Pete. I'm like, Ooh, I like Pete now. <laughs> what were you, what do you think about the McAllen 18 that just triggered you? I don't know. I just, I don't think I'd ever tasted anything that had like that depth of flavor. I'd never tasted a beverage that just was like every cylinder in me just was like firing off. I was like, I, I don't know. I think it just, one, it caught me so off guard because I went into it thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to like this, but I'm going to do it because like my husband seems to really be enjoying himself and I would love to like have this moment with him. And I just tasted it and I was like, what is this? Like, what is this? Uh, there was just so, I mean, there was texture. There was just like, you could just unpack so much. I feel like that was the thing that I tasted that just totally opened up my like olfactory system. Like every taste bud in my mouth, like was activated by tasting that whiskey. And that was it for me. I was like, I have to know more about this because I don't know what's happening to me right now. <laughs> Were you prior to that experience? Were you taste sensitive, like super taster, foodie, anything like that? I mean, like I love food, but honestly, like growing up, my parents, you know, be kind, were quite bland when it comes to like food and things like that. It really, I, I really have to give my husband all the credit, you know, when it comes to really exposing me to so many different flavors and and things like that. I don't know. I just, in that moment, it was just like, oh, that's what these, these taste buds are for. That's what my nose is for. And <laughs> from that moment, I've just been like full throttle, want to taste everything. Like I'm, I don't know if I consider myself a foodie, but I love food and I love exploring with flavor and trying just like the craziest things. And like, I want to taste everything. I want to smell everything. And I owe that to that one glass of McAllen 18 that did that for me. <laughs> So this is prior to your Instagram profile, nothing like that. So now you're triggered. Yeah, I I was just, yeah, it got me. And what? So now what, this 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 happens. This experience happens. What happens next? So I knew I wanted to learn more about it. You know, yeah. I was asking. That was the when I had that. I was like asking my husband, like, well, what is this? Where does this come from? How is this made? And like, he knew a little bit, um, but I was like, I just, I have to know more about this. 
And I knew And this is just and this is just your like scholarly mind. It's not yeah. like it's just that. It's just like this pure innocence and excitement. Like, yeah. oh, I'm I want to start trying different things now because yes. that was really good. Absolutely. Like I was like, I know there is a world of whiskey out there, and but I don't know anything about it. And at that time, this was like 2015, I think, 2015. Okay. So I had I knew that there was community on Instagram. I'd had an Instagram for quite some time just with family. Um, and then at the time I had a vintage resale business that I ran all through Instagram. And there was such an amazing community of like people that I met through that. And so I knew that community existed through Instagram. And so I was like, that's probably a great place for me to start. And, you know, exploring and asking questions and hopefully people will be willing to share what they know with me. And at the time, my husband, how we ended up having that whiskey is my husband bought off a friend's bar program. And so he had bought, brought home like quite a bit of different spirits. Um, it was mostly whiskey, but quite a few different spirits in there. So I had like a little stash of, of whiskeys to work with and to kind of start my like, you know, journey with, so to speak. And so I started Whiskey A Go Girl and I just started posting about things that I was drinking through that collection that my husband had brought home. And people just were amazing and they taught me so much. And they were like, oh, well, if you like this, you'll like this. Or, you know, this is how whiskey is made. This is what a hogshead is. Like all of these different things that I knew absolutely nothing about. I it was that community of just people who loved whiskey and were willing to share what they knew with me. And that's, that's where it all began. Man, those were the glory days when you had good interaction because it was small and intimate. It was so small. There was a <clears throat> very just really cool group of people who, and people so willing to be like, Oh my gosh, let me send this to you so you can try it because I think you'll love it. And yeah. it was just genuine <laughs> and lovely. <laughs> Oh, how it changed! How it changed. Okay, uh, I mean, so you got so, so so you've got the stash, yeah, and you start playing around with the stash. What anything stand out in that in the in the rest of that stash other than the Macallan eighteen? Yeah, I think I have to go back. So in like the early days, so I and it sounds so like bougie to be like, oh yeah, Macallan eighteen was my first. You know, well, like, I mean, it's crazy because like I tell people like I was, you know, uh, the reason why I asked about earlier about where you started with like, did you drink whiskey before? Because a very common thread in all these interviews I've been doing is like, no, I drank Johnny Walker Black. Yeah, I drank Johnny Walker Black or Johnny Walker Red. And then they're like, then there's that moment like, wait, there's other whiskey out there that does yeah. taste different. So like you're just late starting and you're coming in instead of Johnny Walker Black with Macallan 18. Well, like, what, what else I else love Johnny there? Walker Black, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I that that is like one of the staples in my house. Um, so yeah, McAllen 18 led me to Johnny Walker Black. Um, but <laughs> in in like the beginning, I mean, honestly, I think it was pretty bourbon heavy, to be honest. I'm trying to go back. I know I have like a list of things that well, I was well, and that would have been, but, uh, you know, the bar pro the bar programs back then were very light on scotch and heavy in right. 2015. I mean, first of all, there weren't a lot of choices. You know, another common comment is around that era. If you walked into a bar, there was tequila and vodka and rum and then like yeah. six or seven scotches and like 10 American whiskeys. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was pretty bourbon heavy. I know some whiskeys that I really got into 
um, in the beginning were like Highland Park 15 was mm-hmm. one of the my original in the whole world. Like that was like, if I had to pick one whiskey, that was it. And honestly, if I could get that old one still today, like I, I still have what I have. I have that old one that I was gifted, ironically, for a real estate deal around 2014. Oh, my gosh. You know, the the, the title company, I'd sent so much business. He's like, dude, like, you know, I heard, you you know, whiskey. Literally, I'm drinking Johnny Walker Black. And he's like, here's this Highland Park 15. And I mean, I still have about a third of that bottle. Yeah. And, and I tell people like, yeah, I've drank so many crazy whiskeys. But I still go back to that event that we did with Eric in Brooklyn where Mark poured that Highland Park 30. Oh, yeah. the best whiskey I've ever had. Like, in my, like just, they don't make it like that anymore. They just don't. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was when I was really into. And ironically, like, kind of looking back. So in, like, that collection that he brought home, he had, like, Yamazaki 18. He had, like, yeah. the <laughs> Nobody wanted it. Like, a Chichibu was in there. And I was just, like, those yeah. were, like, the whiskeys that I was, like, exploring with in the beginning. And looking back on it now, I'm, like, you idiot. Like, why didn't you just save those? But I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so good. Let me, let me drink this and explore it. And I mean, man, if I could have that stash of whiskeys back, I, oh, uh, I would love I mean, that. that was, I mean, that, that was it. That was like the pre. The that gold. Was, 2015 was the pre. So anything, you know, I started buying, you know, my daughter was born October that year. So I started buying end of that year. And then 2016, it was like balls to the wall buying and, and Japanese whiskey was that same thing. I tried that Yamazaki 18 and I'm like, wait, I honestly believe that this could not only just be some of the best whiskey I've ever drank and I didn't have a much to go against, but like whoever made this, like I can just feel their, le- their level of perfection oh, that, that this is just not for, this is just not something that they're mass producing, you know, at a Walmart factory and putting out a billion bottles a year, just not doing it. Yeah, it's, it's, I wish I still had those, especially that, that Chi Boo. I was like, oh my gosh, oh. What, what, what was I doing? I, I didn't know I was so green. I was so naive. I was so like, I was just like, it's here. I'm going to open it and I'm going to drink it. Like, obviously it's a little different now, but yeah, so yes. there were whiskeys like that. I really liked Stranahan's. That was a whiskey that uh-huh. I really enjoyed. And then I started to kind of taste a lot of Irish whiskeys and really honestly, it's, Irish whiskey is like my my love for scotch whiskey and Irish whiskey like battle all the time I'm just such a massive fan of of Irish whiskeys so I mean I I still this red breast 27 you know the the red bottle is I mean I don't know I don't know if they that they broke it on that one it's so fucking good and then Bushmills 21 like and and I'm like these are crazy things like I'll go to Vaughn's and they'll be blowing them out because no one's buying them. I mean, I think I picked up three for like $79.99 because like during COVID, they yeah. stocked all the grocery stores with the whiskeys because the restaurants were closed. And now the restaurants obviously are open again. They're like, all right, we're not giving it to the grocery store anymore. We're going to take it out. But mark it down. We're going to put some other, you know, more some other stuff in there right now. You know, that yeah. game of 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 it, of the business. Yes, it's, it's crazy to kind of look back on the whiskeys that essentially got me here. But I think it's it's taught me, if anything, just to always continue to have this level of appreciation for what it is you're drinking. Because so, whiskey is, it's so special. 
It really is. I mean, I, you know, I geek out on mother nature and the barrel and the water and the grains. And I'm like, man, like you can't, you know, my stand in line, you can't microwave this stuff. No, it, it takes, it takes time. It takes love. It takes nurturing for the stuff that we drink. There's also some stuff where I feel like they maybe take a piss in a barrel and be like, these people will buy anything. And here it goes. And you're like, ew, like, how did you even release that? But that's all another storyline. Right. Um, so now you're, so you're going through the stash. This is not, this is the Instagram's picking up. Mm-hmm. You start going to events kind of like, like that's yeah. what we started doing at that point. Yeah. And getting exposed, exposed to more. Yeah. So I remember the first time I was invited out, it was by Jennifer Wren, who is my whiskey fairy godmother. Yeah. And she invited me, it was to seven grand. And she's like, oh, just come. And, you know, there were a couple other ambassadors there. And I just went and met with her. I'll never forget just sitting there. And I believe like a Bladnock ambassador was there, the monkey shoulder ambassador. And then she was with Glenfiddich at the time. And I just remember sitting there in in Bar Jackalope in the back and just like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, how am I here? One. And they're just talking about whiskey and stories and like listening to her. Like in that moment, I think I was like, actually, I know. Like, I remember leaving there and being like, I can actually do this. Like, I could do this. Like, I can see myself doing this. Like, she just, I don't know. She just like lit a spark in me that has just, just turned into this wildfire in me that, you know, I, I can be in whiskey and I can do this. And it was just really inspiring. And like, from that moment, I was just like, holy cow. And then, you know, I was just invited to different release, you know, events and things like that. And I started meeting people and it was just, I was like, how, I didn't know that that could happen. I never in a million years thought that me starting that Instagram account would get me to where I am today. Like, it's it still blows my mind listen girl i wake up some mornings going like holy shit like this is pretty freaking cool it is (laughs) i feel so do this out of out of passion and excitement i mean i'm my first event was with craig at the dalmore and like i'm sitting in there and i get invited and like that's cool and then they bring out like water droppers and i'm like what am i supposed to do with that right like everyone was like i'm like i'm just like I'm enjoying this whiskey. It's really unique. It's like, it's got a great, like, you know, he goes through the whole thing with the Methuselah, whatever it's called, the sherry and all that. And I'm like, whoa, this is cool. And then they're like, all right, if you add like two drops of water, this is going to happen. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if that happened, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's, it's it's wild. It's uh, like when people ask that question, sometimes it's like, I feel weird talking about it sometimes because like, I f- it feels like it's something like out of a movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, it's it's just so crazy. Well, and the fact that you turned it into a business. So, like, like, let's go next step now. So now you go to these events, start doing what, like, at what point, give me the transition. You're you're out, you're drinking, you're enjoying, yeah. you're tasting. The, we- the Instagram page is firing. You're just being authentically Jenna and just having a good time and that's it. And then what happens? How does this become? How does this become a business? I wasn't like in it for anything. I was just in it to learn and to like meet people and like find great whiskeys, right? Uh, Some brand, like I, I don't even remember the first brand that I was like, "Wait, you're gonna like hire me in a way to do this? Like, are does that? Can you do that? Like, I was like, this is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. So brands started reaching out asking if they could work with me. You know, one thing I will say is that 
I've kind of kept this the whole way through and working with any brands, you know, where there's money involved. Like I always tell them, like, you have to send me the product first. And if I'm not into the product, then I'm not interested in, you know, working with you. And that's not that that sounds kind of crappy in some ways, but like, I don't ever want to talk about a whiskey that I don't like um, for a few different reasons. One, I would never want to turn somebody away from what could be their favorite whiskey in the whole world or could give mm-hmm. them that McAllen 18 moment that I had. And so the whiskeys that I've talked about and then I've always talked about are whiskeys that like I love and that I still buy today and, you know, that I I love talking about. And so that kind of started to pick up a little bit. Um, and then I ended up getting offered to come join the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society just as part-time to host some events out in LA. And I was like, oh, this is weird and crazy. And are you sure about this? <laughs> like, <laughs> and which, which I mean, at that, at that point of the game, I mean, they would be at the shows that have a table and they're trying yeah. to convert people into members, like a free trial membership, you know, and like, see what we offer and try a different products. I mean, there wasn't a lot of education in the United States on the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society back then. No. And it, I mean, we've only been in the U.S. for 30 years globally or kind of from the beginning, we're actually celebrating our 40th year this year. But so I I went and worked for the society part-time. That was so eye-opening. And I've learned so much about whiskey, like so much about whiskey. Um, then I took a year off and was really kind of hammering hard through Whiskey A Go Girl and got to do some travel and things like that. And it was actually Jen Ren who offered me to be a judge for Glenfiddich's most experimental bartender competition. And so went out to Scotland and was able to be a part of that. And that too completely just blew my mind. <laughs> and yeah, so Whiskey A Go Girl is still thriving and got some exciting things coming up here soon and still full-time in it with the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society of America. And that's... well, it's interesting because we spoke to Ben a few weeks ago on the show. Oh, really? um, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Ben who know, interviewed me. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ben, so Ben, I think his, his actual interview might be coming up, you know, <laughs> when this gets released, it's, it's probably very in, in a short space of time. Yeah. But it's very interesting because, you know, I sat with him in that office in Chicago yeah. uh, many years ago and we went through the whole lineup and I was like, holy shit. And I've used I was just in Chicago this week for work uh, this past week and I had some um, business associates with me and we went to see uh, Peter over at. Oh, my God. Franklin. I can't remember the name of the the Franklin room. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. Peter. And, and when we sat down with Pete, I was like, hey. These guys don't know anything. Let's start with two Scotch Malt Whiskey Society whiskeys that you pick. And I want you to take them through a journey. Yeah. So Pete like curated the whole the whole night. It was funny because th- this was at the bar with him. We we're waiting on our table. And so so the, the three that were with me were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what is this? This is insane. And I'm pretty sure two of them ended up signing up as members after that because I'm like, dude, it's like independent bottling is where it's at. These guys were able to time capsule a moment in time of whiskey when nobody wanted it. Yeah. Really? It was like, it's like, you know, you talk about your husband buying the bar program. These independent bottlers were buying all of those barrels at the guys that didn't fit their core range. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's really a very cool opportunity to taste whiskey in this way. 
and to have an opportunity to taste a, a small piece of a big puzzle from a lot mm-hmm. of these distilleries and to kind of taste the component, a component that makes some of the world's most famous whiskeys, you know, um, it's, it's a really cool opportunity to do that. And plus, you know, we're bottling a lot of distilleries that never really single malt of their own. And being a part of the society has introduced me to so many distilleries that I just, I mean, like Loch Lomond, for example, our single cask Loch Lomonds are, I think like my teammates get annoyed with me sometimes. Like they'll see a Loch Lomond coming. They're like, oh, Jenna's going to freaking be on the rooftop shouting at spray. Like I just love their whiskeys so much. Um, well, it's crazy. Yeah. I just I just did a deconstruct of Johnny Walker Blue in Vegas. It was nuts. Yeah. Like people don't realize like like you, you, you made this comment that a lot of them didn't release single malts. No, they were bought for blends. Yeah. Like oh. that's what people drank, blended whiskey. And you were just another ingredient that threw in there. And if you didn't fit the profile, if you weren't the right Himalayan pink salt for the steak, then like the independent bottlers bought it. You yeah. know, that was your role in the blend. It is really fun to deconstruct. Johnny Walker is a fun one to do because like, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, I don't really, I don't like anything that's peated. And I'm like, well, you know, what do you like? And when they say like, oh, Johnny Walker black. And I'm like, okay, well, there is a little bit of peat in there. And then we start talking about Kalila and, you know, what that is. And then, you know, here are maybe some lightly peated whiskeys that you could try. And then, you know, you get the phone call back a couple of weeks later and they're like, oh my gosh, I really love that. Like, where do I go from here? And that's really exciting to be able to take whiskeys that, you know, are out on shelves throughout the world that people love like Johnny Walker, and then be able to kind of use that to dial it back. And, you know, as you said, like deconstruct it. And I think that really does give people opportunity to explore so many other avenues of flavor. And that leads you to different distilleries and cask types that you've never tried. And it's, it's a really, it's a really cool thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if I look at my current, you know, my, my personal drinking list at my house of open bottles, it's majority independent bottlers. Yeah. Because like, I like, you can still get those at such a reasonable price. Cause like nobody's going after that. They're all asked, they're all going for the McAllen 18. And I'm like, now nah, I'll take like a whiskey sponge, 27 year old Jura for like 200 pounds. that's just been sitting there, you know, yeah. on auction. Like I'd rather grab that or, you know, black adders or obviously Scott, you know, I just bought like one of a Scotch malt whiskey. So I don't even know. It's from like 1985. Wow. That came up on auction. And I was like, see, this is nuts. Like, cause that's the other thing, you know, we got into this around 2015 and, you know, we, you said earlier that Highland park 15 and stuff like Unfortunately, whiskey in the mainstream, not independent bottling, is just different now. The demand yeah. is higher. Things have changed. So when you get that chance to like buy something that was like bottled pre-2008 ish, it's like it's a different whiskey. That yeah. person who put it who put that in the bottle 20, 30 years ago prior to that, you know, didn't have Instagram, didn't have a cell phone. You know, went to work, did his job or her job, and that was it. Like, they just did their job. And on Friday with their paycheck, they got some whiskey to go home with. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see what that's going to be like in 30 years. It wasn't like that. (laughs) Yeah, actually, we (laughs) released a whiskey on Tuesday. It was a a 32-year single grain uh, from Canvas. And I have to tell you that this, 
I tasted this whiskey and I wanted to cry. I was like, that this tastes like something from another world. It is like, I don't even know how else to describe it. It was like, Jenna, I have a, I have a 40 year old that I picked up from, I don't even know who the independent bottler on. It was like on page 900 of the whiskey auction for like 120 pounds, a single grain canvas, sherry. It's nuts. That's, that's what this one is. It's sherried. And it's like the most, I'm actually, I just took a sip of it because it's sitting on my desk and I was like, I think this is a good time for that. I mean, it's just like the, yeah. the, the way it makes you feel like when you taste it is like, I always like to kind of think of whiskey as like when I drink a whiskey, it really paints a picture for me. It's like a, listening to like your favorite song or like reading a good book. Like it, whiskey really does take me someplace when I'm tasting it. Like, and that's how I approach whiskey. Like if I'm nosing it, like, okay, where is this taking me? Okay. Now I'm in this place. Like, what do I remember of this place? And what was I smelling at the time? Or what was I tasting at the time? And like for this whiskey, it, I, I literally feel like it just like takes me back in time to a place I've never been. And yeah, never it, right like but crazy. but you but the geek the inner geek can appreciate it you're like whoa whoa what is that how yeah. how did they do that i don't even know how to describe it it's just wild like, I, I got a i got a 37 year old glenn elgin that's from duncan taylor and you know i got people you know like I said, at my house there's whiskey that i drink and then there's whiskey i offer to people who visit me who maybe don't have any clue what it is Totally different whiskey set, but the ones that do have a clue and they taste, and they're like, "Dude, this is nuts! This is nuts!" And I'm like, "I didn't even know that Glen Elgin and what they did." And and this event in Vegas recently where they deconstructed the Johnny Walker Blue, you know, like there's this whole um, reemergence of Glen Grant. Yeah. But like, but like, there's so 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 here is like you know you know Robin's presenting like modern day Glen Grant. When I say modern day, like, hey, we're back, and here's a 15 year old or whatever. Here's a 21 year old. And then like, you know, the boys from Gordon McPhail and they're like, oh, here's like a 40 year old. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know I mean that... <laughs> to like get to the, uh, like the opposite side of, of like, I guess the age spectrum, there are some distilleries that are coming out now that are cranking out some absolutely incredible whiskeys. So um, Ardnermarkin, I don't know if you've had anything from them. So they uh -uh. released a couple of their like cast strength whiskeys. I, I don't even know. I, I get like nervous about saying these things sometimes, but I have to say that that is probably one of my, the, they have a cash strength. Um, I think it's like cash strength. Oh gosh. I can't remember. Like 0. 0.2.2 or 2.22. Um, anyway, I bought two bottles of it because the first one I went through so fast and it is probably one of my favorite whiskeys of the year. It's absolutely, it is like the most perfect, just every time I drink it, like my husband, I think he gets annoyed with me because every time I pop the cork on it and I pour it and I taste, I'm like, this is a perfect whiskey. Like, I have to say it out loud. It's just, it's stunning. And then you have like, you know, these these smaller distilleries. Actually, it's the smallest distillery in Ireland. Uh, Cologne is a distillery that uh, they've been so kind to share so many whiskeys with me. And every single one I've had, I've just been like totally enamored with. Like, there's some absolutely stunning whiskeys coming out from so many distilleries right now that it's it's really exciting because well i think this like awoken the industry i mean and now you have these 
smaller distilleries, shuttered distilleries that are all coming back out. And it's just like, hey, this is we do it really well. I mean, I, you know, I, I go everything into like foodie terms. And it's like there used to be like three Michelin star restaurants in the whiskey world. And now there's 150 of them. And they're all deserved of that high point. Oh, it's 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 really exciting because I feel like, you know, in the beginning, like, again, whiskey, I felt like and I kind of got into it. You know, we got into it in like this golden yeah. age of whiskey, like where everything was just amazing and you could find it everywhere. And it was like, this is yeah. awesome, you know, and then like things kind of took a dip. And I think the popularity of whiskey just exploded so much that you know, a lot of distilleries couldn't kind of keep up with that demand. And now I, I feel like things are kind of leveling out a little bit. And we're starting to see some of these distilleries who are just so amazing, so intentional, so just like every detail matters. And it's really exciting. I feel like, at least for me, this is just my opinion, <laughs> just by the things no, no, I did. But I feel like we're starting to see another like, kind of golden age of whiskey where it's I've had some just incredible whiskeys over the past couple of months from these distilleries who are just I mean it it just makes me so happy to talk about <laughs> no I'm I'm on the same page as you I feel like the market you know was you know it's it's a it's an aggressive word but it was held hostage by the big marketing dollars and because there really is no more top shelf like you go into you remember Back in the day, you'd walk in, there'd be stuff in a glass case that was thousands of dollars or stuff oh, yeah. behind the cash rate. Thousand, it's no longer there because people just buy it. It doesn't matter how much it is or what it is, you know, like that's all gone. And now these guys are like, well, we want to put product on the shelves. And because of this, this demand and this like rampant, like got to clear the shelf shit. It's like these other companies are now these other whiskey distilleries are like, hey, I got something really good. And, and the suppliers are like, we need more whiskey. What you got? Now it's on them, you know, like you and me are fortunate because we get the education from the brands, you know, because they, you know, like you said earlier, it's like, if you want us to say something or talk, like we have to really enjoy it or it's just not, you know, that like the integrity of what we've created in our little world is way more important than any of the whiskey. So therefore oh, the whiskey yeah. has to match the integrity. Yeah, it's a, a good a, an example of that. So uh, Glenn Levitt came out with, some they kind of revamped their 20 uh their 21 and their 23 year old whiskey 25 year old whiskey and they it was a, a partnership that i worked on them with and i'll be honest like i i love in the beginning the 14 year glen limit and the french oak was like one i loved that whiskey loved that whiskey um but that was like the only glen limit that i was really ever into and I remember when they reached out to me about this partnership, I was like, okay. I was like, well, please send it to me so I can taste it first. And I tasted both of those whiskeys and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they were stunning whiskeys. And I was just so over the moon with the, uh, they're both gone because <laughs> they were so fantastic. And it was really exciting because I got to share those whiskeys with some people in my family who are not whiskey drinkers and everything I've given them, they've been like, what is wrong with you, Jenna? Why do you drink this stuff? And they were able to taste those and they were like, oh my gosh, like they kind of had that moment, right? Like, yeah, I didn't know whiskey could taste like this. It's that, it's that McAllen 18 moment. They're like, yeah. wait, I know, you know, and, and I think that's, that's like a, you know, I think you're on the same page. It's like a superpower that we now have 
that we can bring people into this experience. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. When I get an email from someone or someone calls me and they're like, Jenna, that whiskey you recommended to me was absolutely amazing. It just blew my socks off. Like when I get those, those messages and those phone calls from people, I mean, it's the greatest feeling to, to know that, you know, you've given somebody like this opportunity to have an experience like you had and to feel those feelings that you felt. And it, it is my favorite thing to just. No, share I'm on this. I'm, I'm on the same page. Yeah, no, no, no. So as usual, I, you know, we we're going over the time because I get excited. You get excited. We all get I know, excited. I got, I, no, 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 no. This is great. I got to ask. Like this is this is the hardest question All right. historically. Like, what standout moment was a pinch yourself going like, "Holy shit, I can't believe I'm doing this." Oh. And you probably got a few, but I like, know. what's a moment where you're like, "Whoa, this is fucking nuts that I'm doing this." Um. Wow. <laughs> wow. Never an easy one. It, it really that, isn't. That is so. I'll have to say probably the one that just kind of, I still look at it to this day. So there is a film on Brooke Lottie and Jim McEwen called The Water of Life. And the director, Greg Schwartz, reached out to me. Um, this was 2019, I think. And he was like, hey, I know how much you love Brooke Lottie. And because they are my baby, they will always be my whiskey baby reached out to me about being in the film. And I was like, me? <laughs> I was like, okay, are you sure about this? And he was like, no, please come be a part of this film. Like we know how much you, you love them and love to talk about them. And you know so much about, please come be a part of this. And I did. And that even to this day, like they put me on the back of the DVD, which is like the most insane thing. I can't even Wow, mental. So being, being a part of that and like, it felt so like, I felt so validated. Like, I don't know, like you trust me to come and do this. And like, now it's just like, I'm so proud to be a part of this industry and to be here and to have the opportunities to talk about whiskey and to be a part of that film about Brooke Lottie, a, a distillery that I, that again, is like my true love um, was just really incredible and special. And I think it's just really. Oh my cool. God. That's all. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see, I see us as the mouthpieces for the brands that don't have billion dollar marketing budgets and just the true whiskey. And it's like, whoa, you should try this. Yeah. Just like, try this. Just try this. I mean, I have not, to be honest, the Brook Lottie, I've not gone down that path at all. I mean, I've been, you know, I, I started Japanese and that was it. Like all the Chichibus, like the Yamazaki owner's cast, like all that crazy shit. And then I found Michter's like randomly and I went down this whole bourbon alley, you know, and then I found Irish whiskey and I went down that alley. But and now I'm like just addicted to anything that Black Adder makes, you know, cast strength and yeah. anything independent bottling that I can get. But Brook Lottie is something I actually have not. And I've been in these amazing bars where they have these amazing like walls, you know, a, a good showing of it. And I'm like, I just I, I need someone to take five minutes with me and like tell me what's <laughs> going on. Like, show me the rules. I know, girl. 
if you're interested. <laughs> I, I, I mean, seriously, I'm going to take you up on that because yeah. like, it's crazy because, you know, you know, born and raised in South Africa, I've been here 30 years, but like my best friend's brother left South Africa to take a job with him. And he's like always like, and he's marketing for them. And he's like, dude, like, you know, you don't talk. I'm like, dude, I know nothing about it. Oh my God. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. Like, I just like, I need to go to the essence and the core of what they do and then work my way out of the hole. I think what, what got me about them is uh, when I was trying to get into peated whiskey, because I was like, I knew I was like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a part, I have to, I have to have an appreciation or an understanding at best of peated whiskey. And so I was like on this journey to find peated whiskeys that would suit my palate. And I kind of just forced it honestly, in a way, I remember I did this micro provenance tasting that they sent over a few different Octomore to try. And Adam Hannett was walking us through this process. This was like on zoom. And I remember tasting this Octomore in a reef salts cask. And I was like, Oh, I was like crying. I was like, what is that? Like, this is the most beautiful thing I have ever tasted in my life. And that was it for me. Like from that moment, I've just been like full on peat freak, like the whole way through. I love peated whiskey so much. And I think that really just like cemented my love for Brook Lottie that, I mean, it was just like the most beautifully composed whiskey I'd ever tasted. And from that moment, I was like, all right, um, it's done. This relationship is forever. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for take come, taking the time today to play over me. here. Do you want to just, in case they missed it in the beginning, tell them how to find you? Yeah, Could sure. You so you can find me over on Instagram at whiskey, a go girl. And that's whiskey without the E. And that's probably the best place to find me. Or you can shoot me over an email. It's just Jenna, J-E-N-N-A at whiskeyagogirl.com. And if you got a whiskey question or private tasting question or just want to say hi, reach out. Jenna, thank you, my angel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I do want to go down the Brook Lottie. We'll yeah. figure that out. Like <laughs> I just, you know, I'm all, I'm I'm in super geek mode. Um, thanks everyone for listening to another fun issue in addition of the Rolex Whiskey Passion Project. And Jenna, thank you again for taking the time today. We'll okay. see everybody next time, and hope you everyone's having a great week. Bye.